How are we doing, everybody? It is Jeff Hoke here with Kevin Perdios. Chris Henrique and Jamie Gatlin are off tonight due to work and a Woo Sox game. So that's fun. Uh, but this is the uh, postseason edition of Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast uh, sponsor, presented by, I'm sorry, uh, Beyond the Monster. And we are here to talk about, for, for a few minutes, uh, the first round matchup and some other little things here and there. Uh, of the Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins ended the season with 65 wins, uh, 135 points, historic season. Cannot believe that they did end it that way. No one did. Are you shocked, Kevin, that they played the starters on uh, that last game of the season? Um, Yes and no, because I think they did it again. They kind of did it the right way. I may have been persuaded by or influenced by 985 um their takes on it and I I, I think uh, um I think Bergeron put his I'm not sure how to put it but like put his veteran leadership and um manipulation to work and and convinced them to allow him to play obviously he only played one period, and they listed him as, as like an upper body injury, but he's fine. Um, so I, I, I'm fine with with playing them. Uh, I think you know they're lucky nothing happened, but now knowing no one got hurt, everything came out okay. I'm okay with it. I'll I'll, I'll be all right. So they go into the they go into the postseason scorching hot right now. Uh, they are on a one, two, three, four, five, eight game win streak going into the postseason. Uh, so they got a they got a matchup with um, they got a date first round date with the Florida Panthers starting on Monday night, uh, Boston Marathon Monday, which is going to be absolutely insane in the city of Boston. Uh, you also got the Celtics playing the next day. Uh, they're playing the Hawks first round for them starts uh any day now. Uh, but. Let's break it down a little bit. I mean, we all, obviously, the Bruins are the better team, obviously. But we say that, but the Florida Panthers have beat are one of the only two teams to beat them twice in the regular season. So I'm not saying they have the numbers, Kevin, but what uh, the Florida's Florida Panthers team is going might be a little tougher than we than what we want to lead on. Yeah, I think I think they are. I think they're a team that, has probably underperformed over the course of the year. So they their record and their um yeah their, their record I guess isn't showing of how good they could be. And you know really what it comes down to is their defense and goaltending has been shaky. Um it I think they found a possible answer and it hopefully Hopefully, for the Bruins' sake, isn't an answer. Um, but you know their goals have been playing over the last ten games or so. So I, I I think you can't really expect the Bruins to walk in and just you know throw their sticks out on the ice and and win this series easily. It's going to be more of a hard hard fought matchup than um, Bruins fans are anticipating. But at the same time, I, I think just talent-wise, depth-wise, um, this should be a series the Bruins win um, relatively easy. 
but it's going to be harder than they anticipate if that makes any sense no it does and you know alex alex lyons who's the who's in net for uh the um who's in net who's going to be the guy in net most likely here for the uh florida panthers as kind of uh kind of a journeyman uh has overtaken sergey bobrovsky which is kind of surprising he struggled this season but he's getting paid 10 million dollars this, this season so just sit on the bench basically but, you know, obviously us Bruins fans would rather have him in net given the fact that, you know, he has struggled a lot this season. But uh, the two losses or earlier in the season, uh, you had the one, uh, the really brutal one in Florida uh, where, you know, uh, I believe it was Kachuk scored with like one second left in the in the regulation and then like one minute into overtime, they won it. So, I mean, it was just a defensive breakdown overall for the Bruins. Uh, but you know, this is a, this is a Bruins team that seems to be, uh, rolling right now. And I think Jim Montgomery has really, uh, taken on the role of a leader, something that I don't, I don't want to say Bruce Cassidy wasn't this guy, but is Jim, uh, Jim Montgomery has really seemed to, you know, taken the role that he had with Maine back when he was on that national championship team and kind of taken it to the next level with this Bruins team as to how to get them hyped up and make sure they're ready for the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's, we went from, we went from really what getting bounced, getting bounced last year, looking at it as kind of like an under underperformance. You know, this team's a disappointment, let's down, whatever you want to arguably one of the best NHL teams in, in history. Um, you know, I, I, I think I was one that I was definitely the leader of the pack of saying getting rid of Cassidy was the wrong decision. Um, and I'm definitely eating my words now, but you know, I, I think credit to the guys in the locker room, I guess, you know, uh, how to show what, cause they really didn't make many, you know, obviously they make the trade deadline moves, which were huge. And it's probably a different story if we don't go and get those guys. But to that point, you have to be playing that well for ownership and the front office to make the moves they made to get you the extra help that um, they wanted and what you needed. So, yeah, it, it and it's been a fun season. Um Hopefully we're not ending the season the same way we did last year, though. Yeah, no. Uh, and like I said, I mean, this is, this is too, I mean, the most hated player uh, that's going to be in Boston is going to be Matthew Kachuk here. Yep. Him and yep. him and probably Ratko Gudas because, you know, he can, he's usually a hard hitter, but no, Kachuk is going to be a very unliked player here within the next week uh, for the Bruins fan base. Uh, this is actually the first time. Uh, sorry, I'm, this is the second time these two teams have met. Last time was in the Eastern Conference quarterfinals in 1996, and this is actually the first time that a uh, former, uh, just the President's Cup Trophy winner last year, is meeting the President's Cup Trophy winner this year. So you know a lot of storylines to go through here, uh, and it appears that Linus Allmark is going to be all right for Game One. Uh, so that's a good thing. They sent Brandon Bussy back down to. Uh, Providence, so that kind of gives you a, a hint that you know he's probably going to be okay uh, to go. They sat him out uh, against Montreal. He didn't even travel with the team uh, to Montreal. And like you said, 
uh, Bergeron, obviously left in the first period. I'm also convinced that, you know, he is probably, you know, precautionary as it is. Maybe he did tweak something. I don't know. But I just think at the end of the day, he uh, they just wanted to play one period. He's in Canada, his home providence of Montreal. So uh, with that, and you got David Krejci now, uh, going to be full health. And a couple – so this is a big thing right now because – do you stick with the lines that you have had during this eight game win streak? Because you have Forber and Felino coming back now. And so, there's got to be a couple of odd men out here uh, when it comes to it. Cause you know, a lot of people have been talking about, should you sit Forber? Uh, should, should you sit Felino? Uh, some people say, should you sit Taylor Hall? Uh, I've seen, I, I, what, what's your opinion on that? Because obviously Taylor Hall has not been his, uh, you know, best since his return from his injury, but he could still be a vital piece of that offense. Yeah, I think that's that's the key. I mean, this is one of the benefits of and why I think the Bruins will make a deep playoff run. It's just how deep they are and how much depth they now have that any of those three guys could be sitting, but at any moment, someone starts and someone gets nicked up, banged up, you can insert them to give whoever it is a night off or, um, you know, a little little bit of less ice time to kind of allow them to heal on the fly. You know, I, I think who I would sit is you got to kind of look at the matchups. You know, the, the Fligno's of the world are, are more of that physical presence um, while Hall is a goal scorer. So I think... Right now, if I'm remembering correctly, Florida was top five in goal scored this year. So kind of has that um, has that offensive output series where you're going to see a lot of goals scored, maybe not much of a physical game. But how can you slow down a good offense is be physical with them. So I think, um, you know, if I, if I was – in Montgomery's shoes right now, I, I might allow Hall to kind of play the first game, see where he's at, and if he's really still struggling, let the let the Fuligno's of the world take over and um uh bring that physical presence to the game and and see if we can slow them down a little bit. And yeah, I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing. And that's what the best part is about not having to play the Islanders in this first round is you look back, the Islanders are, we all know this, they have, they've barely faced Sorokin this season. I don't think they actually faced Sorokin at all uh, in the regular season. Uh, it was always Verlarmov, but Sorokin's a, Sorokin's probably going to be the runner up here for the uh, Vesna trophy. Uh, and then you have, they're, they're just a very stingy team when when it comes to, you know, playing, they slow it down. And that's the one thing that you do not want the Bruins to be in, which is slowing down because the Seattle Kraken did the same thing. And, you know, obviously Seattle uh, won one game, but they were able to, uh, uh, Bruins were able to take that second game in an absolute shootout of a uh, game. But, um, you know, you have, so obviously Kachuk's going to be a big part of it. Obviously that first line, uh, they, the Florida kind of sets it up weird. They don't have like a Chuck and uh, Barkov on the first line together. They kind of split them up, spread it out a little bit. Uh, is is Kachuk going to be the biggest threat for this team uh, when facing, or are you looking at Barkov or any other players? 
Um, no, I think I think Kachuk will be. Um, you know, he he's a talented player as well as he, you know, he's kind of Florida's Brad Marchant. You know, he, he's going to get under your skin. He's going to play, um, you know, a borderline dirty game. And I think, I think that we'll get under the skin of the Bruins a little bit. And we're, we're probably going to see a few mix-ups between um, Bertuzzi and Kachuk and, Marshan and Kachuk, I think those three guys kind of all play a similar style of game and all have the similar characteristics to each other. So, you know, I think that's more of the Bruins' favorite because we got two guys that play a little bit of that style of game, and at the same time, they they know. I think the veteran leadership in that locker room will will know going in. Hey, what you know, almost bait Kachuk into drawing penalties and, and going that extra, you know, that extra slot, or the extra little jab, whatever it may be to draw the penalty. Um, you know, which not saying our power plays on fire right now by any means, but you know, whenever you can have the opportunity of a five on four and taking one of their best players, if not their best player off the ice, you got to do it. So I think um, offensively, well, defensively, the Bruins need to figure out how to slow down Kachuk and not allow him to really get under their skin and um, almost take him off his game. Uh, no, yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, Kachuk has uh, his line this season is 40, 68, and 108, uh, and which is it's his first season with the Panthers. And obviously, this is what they wanted from him when they traded uh, Huberdu, 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 whatever you want to whatever his, however you pronounce that name, uh, to the Calgary Flames for Kachuk. Uh, but the next the next best player on when it comes to terms of, you know, lines uh, is Barkov and it's 22, 55, and 77. So honestly, like you just said, I mean, if you can shut down Kachuk, slow him down some, then you're looking at pretty much shutting down that whole Florida Panthers uh, team as a whole because it, it just looks like Kachuk is – the feed for that team. Yeah. Yeah. He's it, you know, and, and that's what is so crazy about this. It's they gave up a haul to go, to go get them, And they've kind of done a 180 from where they were at last year. Like you said, they were the, the president cup trophy winner last year. And now they're, they, scrap and fought their way into the just the last playoff spotter and so it's kind of a unique thing and you wonder what's going on in that locker room and what really was the downfall i know injuries were piling up for him but um you know without kachuk this team's probably a bottom of the barrel team and I, that sounds like a shot at them but they've been dealing with a lot of defense goaltending there hasn't been much offensive output and they've still somehow been top five in the league, which is which is crazy <laughs> to say. They were crazy to say, but that's how good the Kachuk brothers are. Kachuk brothers, Kachuk is and <laughs> will be for the series. So if you allow him to be um, be the player he wants to be in this series, you're 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 biting off a little bit more than we might be able to chew. You know that that he can he can definitely change the series so 
you know, we, we look at the series as a whole and, uh, you know, numbers wise, Boston is top 10 on five, um, five on five, but their power play is starting to get a little bit better. It's starting to heat up at the right time. Um, and you know, I, I think the biggest thing is that defense, uh, that defensive, uh, pairings, the, the, the bottom six, obviously, um, and how they play, because that is the biggest, that has been their biggest uh, positive for the season is that they've been able to shut down these guys. And yes, you know, you look at, you know, back the two, one and one this past season, but I don't look at that playoffs as a whole new game. When it comes to that, everyone's oh oh and oh again, yeah, looking at the numbers from prior till is just a whole, whole nother thing. But with that and, you know, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi, like you said, is going to be also a big uh, X factor here in this series. Uh, he can, he's, he's a scrappy dude. We've seen it. Uh, he's a very scrappy dude and he will stick up. Do you keep, do you keep Bertuzzi and David Poston knock together come playoffs? Um, I think so. I, I, I think <laughs> as crazy as this is going to sound, I, I think, the playoffs is a is a physical game, and I and I think Florida would be would be inept to not try to be physical with Pasenak. And while Bertuzzi may not be the guy you want answering the bell or or being the enforcer on that line, you need to have someone on that line that makes guys kind of second guess. Hey, I might want to let up a little bit here because I really don't want to get run over by Bertuzzi or I don't want to get a little <laughs> Garden little, Hathaway um, in my way. Extra. Yeah, yeah. So I think you keep them together. I think they've been playing well together. Yeah. Um, you know, Bertuzzi's I because he's in Detroit and you just we only see him when he comes to Boston, you don't realize how how good of a passer he really is and his ability to kind of get the puck in tough places and find a way to get it on his teammates stick and in windows you didn't even think were open it's it's really impressive and um obviously Pasenak being a 60 goal scorer that that's that's a deadly combination so I would definitely keep those two together yeah, and Chris Chris still has a boner for Bertu, uh, boner for Bert. Uh, he said that in the chat uh, before we came on that uh, we had to make sure that everyone knew his boner for Bert is still there. Uh, it's also a boner for uh, David Hamilton now too, which is a uh, which it extends out it extends out into the baseball world uh, now too. Uh, boner for Hammy is what he calls it. Uh, but another X factor that you know a lot of people aren't talking about. Well, I mean, you're not you're not going to talk about because. He's such a big name on the team, but uh, Brad Marchand and Brad Marchand, you know, had really been struggling uh, since February, and he fi- uh, he finally scored uh, a goal finally. And as soon as he scored a goal, the power play started playing better, kind of connecting the dots here. But Brad Marchand heating up at this time, breaking out of a slump would when there was two games left in the season and going into the playoffs, that could be deadly for this Boston Bruins team who is going through an absolute bloodbath of what's going to be an East, uh, East side of the Stanley cup playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think 
Um, yeah, he, he struggled. I mean, dude, he, he had, he, he had struggled with air quotations. Right, right. <laughs> he had double hip surgery and still found a way to, what did he finish with 25 goals? You know, like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's like, it. it's, he's still an unbelievable player and what that guy brings to the locker room, what the, he still is able to do on the ice and he's even admitted he hasn't been, you know, a couple months back. He even said he's not. He's still not a hundred percent. He still wasn't where he thought he would be, um, this far out. And and that's not a bad thing. I think it's just. I think he's just saying, yeah, this is just taking more time to recover than I thought. Like I'm fine, but it's just, you know, I'm at eighty percent when I thought I would be at a hundred by now. So I'm not too worried about it. He's also a guy that just. He's gonna feed off of he feeds off of playoff time. Him and David Krejci just go to a different level, especially come um, playoff time. So, you know, he's if you can get him going and still be able to feed Pasternak, and you know, it's just we just become that much more deadly. So before uh, before we uh, give our predictions for this series, and I just want to mention some other series after that. Uh, the numbers, uh, the, you know, the odds coming in, uh, according to the athletic Boston Bruins, uh, 73% chance to win, uh, this series, uh, 27% chance for Florida. Uh, let's see, uh, gives Boston a 13% chance to sweep. Uh, the best chances is a gentleman sweep, 22% chance in five games, uh, 17% chance in seven games and 20% chance in six games. Uh, other than that, he, everything else is single digits on the Florida side. Uh, 2% uh, in four games, 5% in five games, 9% in ten, six games, and then it's 10% in seven games to win it. So we have Chris saying B's in five. We have Jamie saying B's in five. I'm saying B's in six. I'm just going to give him that extra game because, you know, you go down to Florida, they're always feisty down there in Florida. What do you say, Kevin? Um, you know, my, my gut really does want to say B's in five, but I'm not going to add the third one. So I, I think we're going to sweep them. I, Ooh, okay. I, yeah, I think we'll go sweep, um, just to be different. You know, I think yeah, that's why I went six. <laughs> yeah. Like I can highly see them going five games. I think, yep. um, you know, they're due for, they're due for one game that just kind of gets away similar to the, um, was it the Islanders game or whatever we were talking yeah. about where they yep. score with 0.5 seconds? Oh, that, that was the other Florida. The, for the last Florida, so, Florida that yes, had to play Florida. We're, you know, we're, we're due for a game like that where it's just we're up 2-0 and, you know, we think we're about to take a 3-0 lead and they kind of just score in the last minute and something like that. But I, I'll say we sweep them. I think, um, I think the Bruins are ready to roll. I, I really do. I, you know, every time we think – Oh, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. They just come out and shove it down our, you know, shove it in our face. So I'm going for, um, I think it's going to be an electric series. I'm going to be, I'm going to be at marathon. The, I do this every, every episode I do this, the Patriots day game, um, for the Red Sox. Yeah. So I'm going to be in the city and I have, I have no plans of going home until after the Bruins game. Hey, so, okay. uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, they 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 have opened up Canal Street. Like they are shutting down Canal Street yeah. during games. 
and it's going to be like a designated Celtics as well. Yeah, it's going to be a designated. I don't want to say party area, but you know, kind of a gathering area for these Celtics and Bruins fans, which I think is a fantastic idea. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's this has been a long time coming, and they got restaurants here that are going to open up their doors. Uh, probably put tables out and all that stuff. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely electric. The TD Garden on Monday, you got Shohei Otani on the mound uh, at 11 a.m. Uh, weather permitting. Oh, and then you got the obviously you got the Bruins after that at seven. What I think is seven o'clock. Obviously, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. It has not been released yet. Waiting for a couple of other games to finish up before. Uh, times are released. So we got Boston versus Florida. I just want to go over some of the other series that are going on. Uh, let's start out East. Uh, obviously the, uh, the game that has been set for quite some time is Toronto and Tampa Bay. Uh, I believe it's uh, Tampa Bay's the home team in this series. Uh, what What's your take on this series? It obviously, you know, you know, Toronto hasn't made out of a first round in quite some time. Uh, and Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Yeah, that that streak's gonna continue. Um, again, I I've I have to stay consistent with this. I've said it all along. Until Toronto shows me that they're not this choke artist team, I'm I'm siding with anyone that's going against them. So <laughs> I got I got Tampa. <laughs> it's not like we're it, you know I'm saying this, but even if Toronto loses this series. It's not like they necessarily choked. No, like, Tampa's but a very good team. Tampa's just a better team. Tampa right. has Tampa has the goaltending, and that's what Toronto doesn't have. I mean, they have Ilya Samsonov, and don't get me wrong, he's he's good, and he they have Matt Burry, and you know, obviously he's, you know, he's he's a shell of himself. He's not what he used to be. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I that that the whole goalie situation in Toronto is what's re- really going to be the tough the tough part of that, because if you let, if you open up the floodgates for Tampa, they're going to, they're going to come through. And that's the series that you want to look at. If you're a Bruins fan thinking, obviously you think you're going to get through, obviously uh, debate, depending on if you get through to the next round, which we all think they will, uh, they will be facing either Toronto or Tampa. So, which would be just an electric second round. They, they probably have the hardest, the Bruins probably have the hardest path to the Stanley cup. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't face the winner of the Islanders. Like if the Islanders beat the Hurricanes, they wouldn't. Not that I know of, unless they reseed. I have no idea. Well, with the bracket I'm looking at, it'd be Tampa oh, Bay and Toronto. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? We need that series to go seven. Yeah. <laughs> One bad. Just Bruins fight fan, to the death. Yeah. Let that game go. Let seven. the Bruins go five and they go seven. Yeah. Exactly. Work them down. Uh, so then you have Carol, you mentioned it, Carolina and the Islanders, two, you know, two very different teams, one very defensive team, one very, you know, offensive team. And obviously Carolina has been struggling lately due to the loss of Svechnikov and, uh, um, uh, Peter Angelo. So, you know, was it Peter Angelo? Yeah. Peter Angelo. Is that who am I thinking? Of? I don't know who I'm thinking. I of. think who? so. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I yeah. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I think this is going to be a tough stay, but I think the Hurricanes are a fake number one seed now. Um, I think I think they I think they end up um, 
losing this series. I think it goes six or seven, and the Islanders, just being the pesky Islanders that they are, find a way to win that series. I'm still trying to figure out. Keep going. You know, was it, it Pacioretty? Passerotti, yes, that's was who it, it was. Ma- yes, yeah. Max Passerotti. Yeah. Yes, I, I knew it wasn't yeah. Peter Angelo, but I I was sticking with my gut there for a second. But you know, I I didn't want I didn't want the masses to come after me, of Carolina, if they see this. And you know, yeah, I'm not going to go there. They'll be okay. They'll be so right. they can suck it up. Probably the most out outside of Tampa Bay and Toronto, probably the most exciting series that I'm excited for is a battle for the tri-state area. And that is New Jersey and the Rangers, two like very bad blooded teams that hate each other a lot. And it, this is going to be a this is going to be a fun series, Kevin. Uh, and obviously, you have the new look Rangers. Uh, Patrick Kane has been just non-existent. I haven't heard his name at all, uh, like barely. And then obviously you have the New Jersey Devils, who have the Hughes, the Hughes brothers on their team now. So you know what's what's your take on that one? I. Another game that I know, I mean, another series that I think goes seven. Um, I honestly like overall the matchups for the playoffs are going to be awesome. Like, you're going to have some unbelievable playoff hockey. This is just the first round, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's, but like, we just went through and you're like, oh, damn. This is just the East. Rangers. We haven't even got to the West yet. Right. Hurricanes, Islanders, Maple Leaf, Lightning. Like, these ah. are some great series. And, you know, I think. Um, Devils Rangers and how they're like the Devils are just a young, up and coming, fun team to watch. Yep, they they they're pesky. They get they're gonna be on the scene for the next five years, ten years, whatever it may be. Um, but I I think this is the Rangers time. Um, Patty Kane is Patty Kane. <laughs> I I, well, I bet he a goes to a animal. different level in the yeah yeah he goes to a different level, knowing especially that. This may be his last rodeo, you yeah. know, depending on what what happens. Um, but I think it goes seven. I I got the Rangers. I got um, two of my good friends are actually one's a Rangers fan, one's a Devils fan. So oh, I gotta text both of them and be like, "I right, what's what's the line here? What what do we got? What's the debt? What's the uh, bets going on?" Um, so heading out west now. Uh, play. We'll quickly go over these ones. Uh, some of these aren't set in stone yet as of when this is posting, but we're going to kind of go over a little bit. Uh, LA Kings and Edmonton meeting up again for the second straight year. Obviously, you know, it was a seven game series last, last year. Uh, and Edmonton, Edmonton pulled out on top of that one, I believe. Did they? I can't remember. Um, I think so. Yeah. So seven games last did year. Did they get bounced? Now we're going to first round exit. They, they might have been, been a first round exit. Yeah. Well, could talk about the matchup and I'll look it up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, um, you know, as we said, the, the Eastern, Eastern Conference is more of a crazy, high intensity um, matchups. Yeah, with the West is, I think, you have more of a weaker teams. Um, so I, I, I think, I, I think this is going to be another tough series. I honestly could see it going either way. Um, but I, I got, 
I think I got Edmonton. I think I got Edmonton pulling this one out. So it was uh, actually the Oilers made it to the finals, uh, the East uh, Western Conference Finals last year. So, you know, I think. Wow. Just going to make right, sure. Then. I'm just going to make sure here. But, you know, it's. No, you're, you're probably right. I, I probably am right. But here I am trying to figure it out for my own right here, right now. Uh, but that's, pro- that's probably one of the most exciting matchups, I would think. Yeah, it was Edmonton. Yeah, yeah they made it to the finals. Yep. Uh, Western Conference Finals, but it's probably one of the more exciting matchups on the Western side of things. Uh, you got then you got let's see here you got oh you got Dallas and the Kraken. It sounds like right now. Oh boy. Uh, so uh the two the two toss ups right now is gonna be, is Dallas and Kraken and uh the I believe the Avalanche and the Wild. Those are the two toss-ups right now. So we're going to let's before we go to that, let's go to Vegas Winnipeg. The one there's only one Canadian team in it this year and that is the Winnipeg Jets. They are the uh lucky team from Canada to make it to the playoffs. Going up against Bruce Cassidy and the Yep, um you know, it's going to be a quick exit. Um <laughs> 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 I think this is so this nice. Is, yeah, this is going to be a quick exit. Um, you know, we're going to watch second round of the NHL playoffs, and there's going to be no Canadian teams playing. Uh, so well, okay, let me rephrase that. There's, there's two Canadian teams. I forgot Edmonton. We count Edmonton as Canadian teams. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. But you know, Fine, they're actually one. they're actually a decent good. They're actually a decent Canadian team that actually makes it. Right. right. Um. Yeah, I got them. I got them getting bounced. Bruce Cassidy and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights are gonna be sticking around for a little bit. I think. So I, it's it's so tough right now, uh, because you know, you're looking at, you know, so if I believe now that uh, uh, Colorado, we're waiting on Colorado's final score, and if they win. Uh, they they play the Kraken, I believe, and then it'll be Dallas versus the Wild. Don't hold me to that. And as of right now, at last check, uh, this, this is great podcasting right here, guys. Let's just point that out there <laughs> right now. As of right now, uh, the Avalanche is tied three three. Uh, in the th- twelve minutes left in the third, so you know Seattle's going to get a tough matchup either way. They're going to get either Dallas or they're going to get either the Avalanche. So. Let's let's talk about it as if they were, uh, as if you know they're, they're playing either team. Do you, do you see them putting up a fight at all against one of these two teams? Um. Yeah. Actually, you know, I th- I think. Uh. The. Oh man. So Seattle. So we're talking Seattle playing. Either Minnesota? Seattle's gonna play either the Avs or the, um. Or the Dallas Stars. Oh yeah, okay, I see it now. All right, um, it gets confusing. I'm trying to do it yeah, on, the, on the fly. And I'm it's doing hard. the same thing. I'm doing the same thing here. You could tell we were I, so prepared for this. I was so so confident and prepared for this, and then and then I came to this, and it just. Well, thawed. we got to the Western Conference, and we were like, "Oh wait a minute, things aren't even." It had not even set yet. yet. What the fuck, man? Um. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think Seattle versus let's say the Avalanche. Um. I think it's a better matchup than we'll think because you would think the Avalanche should just be this juggernaut that rolls through everyone, but they're still going to miss Landeskog. Landeskog's out for that's massive, yes. You know that 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 is huge, and I know 
uh, they played the entire year without him too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's massive, but you may look at it and be like, well, they did the whole year and they got where they were because of you know still without him. Yeah, but when you're anticipating possibly having one of your best guys coming back, it still is a little bit deflating hearing that he he isn't coming back. Yeah. So I I think Colorado still gets when wins out of that series just because of playoff experience within that locker room. Um, But I think it'll be a lot closer series than people think. So, yeah. So if the avalanche win, they will face, uh, they will face the Seattle Kraken. If they lose, they will face the Minnesota wild. Let's go to the minutes. So you, you think, you think both Dallas and abs will win that series regardless. Yeah, I think if you're a Kraken fan, you would rather see Dallas. Yeah. Um, I'm more I'm not sold on Dallas. You know, I think they're they're similar to um Florida, I think. I I think they're more of a offensive powerhouse, but they have their weaknesses on the back end and goaltending and Auditor's um, been kind of struggling lately too, so Yeah, I think I think you could you could really expose that, but I, I still think um you know, I'll say if they're facing the Avalanche, it goes six. If they're facing the Stars, it goes seven. And but both the Avalanche or the Stars probably make it out of that series. What What about uh, before we give our uh, final finals predictions and head out for the night? Uh, what is your uh, What about the Wild? You know, the Wild are kind of kind of that team that you know, eh. I mean, they're good, but you you miss Kaprizov for uh, for about a month or two. And you know you you make it in by the uh, skin of your teeth. What 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 say you on that? What what's the what what's the feel? What's the feel of the wild? I think I know what your feel is, but you know what's the feel of the wild for you? I really want to pull for them. Like I I think they're a team that I want to go far and and make a run just because they are like you said that underdog. You're kind of like ah they'll just. You know, they'll get a cup of coffee of playoff hockey this year and then yep. um it'll be out. But and you're probably right. That's probably how it's gonna unfold. But I just I'm I'm pulling for him. I kind of for whatever reason have a soft spot for him. No rhyme or reason. Doesn't yeah, make I don't sense, know why. I do too. Like yeah, I, it's just kind a team of like, that it's kind of good to see. It's just a team that you know no one really thinks about, I guess, right. you know. So, you know, that that's your matchups, uh obviously uh with a couple in the West. Still waiting to be decided as of when this is recorded, which is uh, Friday night. Uh, but Stanley Cup Finals. Let's 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 uh, let's dive into that really quick before we go. Uh, what our predictions are. Uh, Chris has Bees versus Vegas, uh, and Bees winning that. I don't have Jamie's yet. Jamie never texts me back. That bastard. Uh, and you know, I'll I'll get that from him before. Uh, I'm guessing he has the Bruins winning it, but you know, this is a Bruins podcast. So that's might be my, my, uh, me, me saying that, uh, Ke- uh, before I give mine out, Kevin, what's your prediction? And the, and the final bees are in it, but who are they playing? I so badly want them be, to be playing the Knights so badly. I think it, <laughs> it, I think there's a good chance that it happens. Um, so I'll, I'll stick with Vegas in Bruins. I, the storyline that that matchup would be is oh that would be electric in the 
the amount of guys in the Bruins locker room that would be getting up for that game. Like, yeah, Jake DeBrusque Jake would score a hat trick in that series just, <laughs> just because. You Trent know, Frederick like, would score a hat trick in that series. Just right, out like of Trent spite. Frederick will, yeah, like he'll score a game, he'll get two points a game just, just <laughs> because. Like, so the bottom of the, I don't want to say the bottom of the barrel, but the guy, the bottom of the barrel, the guys that you're not really relying on, like the Bergeron, the Marchands, Krejci will probably get a hat trick because he fucking hated Cassidy too, I guess. <laughs> so. You know, that will just be such a fun series to watch. Um, I think both teams are very talented. I said it when Cassidy left, he's going to win a Stanley Cup with Vegas. So um, I wouldn't be shocked to see if if it actually was Bruins-Vegas final. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, I wanted Bees Vegas, but everyone else started to take Bees Vegas, so I wanted to kind of be the outsider here. I'm going to go Bees Dallas. Storyline, storyline of Jim Montgomery's former team that he coached. That's gonna that would be interesting uh, because that front first line of Hints, Pavelski, and Robertson would be an absolute pain in the ass to deal with. And I mean, obviously, you didn't see much of Dallas this year, but. <clears throat> uh, this this is just my shot in the dark. Obviously, Bees Vegas would be my you know legit legit prediction, but I'm throwing shit at the wall here. Uh, anything can happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I I got I got Bees Dallas, and I got Bees winning it, and you know Jim Montgomery hoisting that uh that cup, and you know Bergeron going off into the sunset. I just want to say, we were talking about uh on my radio show the other day. We were talking about uh, banner uh, fan banner captains for you know game one, and I think there's only one one person you can do for game one. I don't think I don't think there's any any other question of what you should do here. It needs to be Zendano Chara post marathon run on Monday oh, at the Garden. A... Yeah, I don't think there's any other. There's nothing that you can add. That that place would be absolutely fucking rocking. Yeah, yeah, that that would be. Is that something you go though? You put him on reserve in case it somehow goes seven games or six games or whatever. I mean, you could, but you know, he's of... in the area on Monday, so I just kind of figured. Hey, yeah, you're right. You know, he's running the marathon. You know, have wow. him have him come to the TD Garden afterwards, pump up the TD Garden crowd, go into the series, go start the series off one and zero. That'd be unbelievable. Oh, dude, uh, bro, I am just so excited for for this, these playoffs, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be such a fun playoff. Uh, oh, I can't wait. And it, and it sucks. Even, it it kind it kind of sucks because the Bruins are the best team, so they kind of have a target on their back. So you kind of get a little right. bit nervous about that. Uh, you got the whole yep Presidents Cup curse and all that stuff. But you know what? We want the damn cup. We're a Bruins podcast, and we're gonna fucking say it until we can't say it no more. That the Bruins. Hopefully, we'll be hoisting the cup here come the middle of June. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, episode. We're either going to be back in the middle of the uh, round one series or after the round one series. It all depends on everyone's schedule. I want to try to get everyone back on here again. But since, you know, uh, you know, thanks to Kevin for, you know, putting up with a two-person show instead of a four-person show, he had to put a little more legwork in. But, you know, he, <laughs> he did the job. He, he did what he had to I do. I love to do it, man. Yeah, anytime. I love it. Uh, and you know what? Hopefully, hopefully we can. Uh, at the end of the day, we'll have a we'll have another uh, banner raising up at the TD Garden. But 
With that being said, I'm Jeff Hoke. That's Kevin Perdios. Uh, without Chris Henrik and without Jamie Gatlin today, but they're sending their best regards. Uh, this has been Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast presented by Beyond the Monster, and we will see you on the next episode.